This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by PayPal. These days, choices are everywhere. Like, for instance, the milk in your coffee. Would you like it from a cow? A nut? A tree? Everyone wants options. And now your customers have a new option in the way they pay. With PayPal in person. Just generate your unique QR code in the PayPal app for them to scan. And start accepting PayPal in person today. Learn more at paypal.com slash US slash get QR code. Washington Penal Podcast. Uh, this episode, we have Chris Simpson from Mineral, The Glory Record, and Zookeeper. Um, so thank you so much, for Chris, for being here. Thanks for having me. Um, I think I would love to kind of find out um, your influences and starting um, with the bands that you were in and um, what was kind of the, the first record for you that sort of you know, made you drop everything and pick up a guitar and start playing? Was there a record or, or a show that kind of did that for you? Uh, yeah, actually, you know, I had a sort of eclectic taste as a, as a young teenager musically. I was like punk and more like metal stuff. So I don't know. I started writing songs myself on the acoustic guitar and was listening to the Indigo Girl, say, things that were going on on the radio at the time that made me think, like, I could just do this with an acoustic guitar, you know? Uh, and then when I moved to uh, Austin, I met Scott, who played guitar in Mineral, and we were kind of preparing places and trying to play together because we didn't really know anyone else and we wanted to start a band. Uh, but we were definitely coming from different angles. And... Uh, the two records that uh, really meshed for us were our taste sort of coincided and got us excited about starting a band together was uh, the Smashing Pumpkins Siamese Dream album and an album by the Catherine Wheel called Chrome. We were super excited about those records. We both liked them. And there was a lot of other stuff that I liked that he was like, eh, that's okay. And stuff he liked that I was like, eh, I don't know about that. But that was sort of our common starting point. But at the time, we were listening to a lot of like bands like Sugar and Buffalo Tom, kind of collegey indie bands. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> so that's interesting because Eric from Christy Front Drive mentioned Buffalo Tom as a huge influence on Christy Front Drive. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so yeah, we were like uh, the same age. We kind of grew up. That was like, I don't know, this, that sort of scene in Boston was kind of big for a while, you know. Mm-hmm. So Virginia and Buffalo Tom, and there's some great sort of independent music coming out of there. And then from, I mean, from the, you know, the, if it's Catherine Wheel and the Smashing Pumpkins and you guys sort of connecting on those two records, when you were, you know, writing, was it, you know, was it the loud, soft part of Smashing Pumpkins? Was it like the, you know, I mean, his, the lyrics, what kind of, you know, brought you to that, that, that point? Yeah, I think mostly musically. Uh, and I kind of liked his voice, you know, um, I thought it was kind of cathartic and expressive. Um, but uh, I guess not as much lyrically. Like, I didn't go uh, wahoo about his lyrics. But yeah. <laughs> I was definitely into the music. And Catherine Will the same way, you know? Like, I always, you always just sort of write whatever you're going to write. And it's kind of harder to be influenced lyrically by people than mm-hmm. it is musically, you know? And then, I mean, lyrically, was it something that you guys were just, it was stuff around you, it wasn't any, you know, I mean, so many people can relate your stuff. Like, so, I mean, I meet people with like, oh, well, this lyric line and this, it just seems people really connected to your, to your lyrics. Was it, was it something that it was, was it spiritual? Was it something that was more just kind of things happening around you for Mineral yeah, I specifically? Guess, I guess, uh, definitely so both. There was Certainly, a lot of uh, spiritual anxiety in my uh, mind at the time, uh, in my my life, you know. Um, just like you know, moving away from home, and you have like how you've been raised and what you've been taught, and when you go out into the world, you have to sort of find your own way and figure out what what I'm, you know. Yeah. Um, and then, so from those kind of first practices was it when you were kind of you know learning about i guess more bands and more influences what were what were some of the ways that you guys kind of took influence i guess what i'm trying to say is you know what other kind of bands other than you know smashing pumpkins or, or Catherine wheel as yeah. you were sort of in it what kind of other bands kind of you guys wrapped your head around we really got into uh uh i'd say like super chunk and mm-hmm. Rocket from the Crypt, we were really into those bands for like, it seemed like there was like summers of bands, you know. Like yeah. We were really excited about a band for a while. We see them a couple. There was always a deadhead in, from Dallas. Um, who played an awesome all the time. Those were some of the best shows. Uh, so we were really into them. We were into the Flaming Lips. We used to tour regionally and play like Austin and Houston. Be kind of crazy bands like that, but we were, uh, I think definitely when we heard bands like Christy Front Drive, when we did some shows with them and like suddenly they really stayed around the same time, like I really felt like these are bands that really feel like we're sort of working in a similar field or something, you know. And they're all from different locations too. Yeah, which was interesting. And then through Christy Front Drive and that connection, we just met, you know, basically all the other bands that we know, I guess. It just seemed like there was such an amazing, like, sort of grassroots, like, network spread across the country. Uh, and funny how or, 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 scene, but... and, and funny how organic it was. It wasn't the, you know, one search on Facebook and you saw everybody's likes. It was actually playing shows with them, looking in the back of, you know, a magazine or something, and, and or what label it was. I mean, 
it's it, it felt it probably felt so slow now thinking about it. Yeah, it was all like word of mouth and little actual zines at the time and little record distros and things that were completely foreign to my world. I, we didn't really come from the kind of hardcore scene that a lot of the bands in this area sort of naturally evolved out of. Like, we just sort of arrived there and we were like, wow, this is awesome. You know, it's like they actually have like a scene together where people somehow get word out about bands and find out about bands all across the country and other bands like book shows through these contacts. And it really was like a, a pretty impressive little kind of DIY network at the time. What did you feel at that time? Did you feel like, wow, we're, we're onto something and, and you could see more people coming out and, um, you know, obviously seeing a band like Sunny Day in Seattle and, and Christy Front Drive from Denver and having everyone kind of at that time. Um, and there was the Midwest thing going on. There was the East Coast. Yeah. What was, were you like, holy shit, we're onto something? Or just, I think of just, you know, the the touring and at the, at that moment like all the bands kind of doing their own thing was it you guys thinking hey we're you know we're all just doing our own bands or did you think wow this is a scene and things are connecting and well it was it was both i mean i feel like everyone in those bands were very like kind of individualistic and and in between the bands there were a lot of differences in sound i thought you know like uh Maybe, you know, like my mom wouldn't have thought so, but, uh, like, I could hear these different sort of styles and influences that this band's had, you know. But uh, I thought it was cool, but also we felt like we were just kind of doing our own thing and happened into it because that's sort of how it happened, you know. Yeah. And, you know, when did you kind of realize that, you know, you guys were kind of a big deal in the scene? Um, I, I mean, I think you got. I mean, it was definitely when you guys uh, toward the end of breaking up and then starring the glory record, I mean, it, it was mentioned at the first like five bands. If you talked about that sort of time frame and scene, um, mm-hmm. it was mentioned. Did you, did you realize that kind of happening? I, I was, I definitely, I wasn't, I didn't have the pleasure of seeing you guys. Um, I was stuck in Vermont and there was, uh, just hardcore bands playing up there. <laughs> so, uh, um, but what was, you know, did you guys feel that or it was, all right, we did that. Now I'm going to move on. I'm not much on like looking back at things. Uh, as long as there's still a road ahead of me, like I, I enjoy the, the idea of uh, doing something different every time I do it because otherwise I, I just don't stay interested long enough personally. And, and that does not produce a, interesting product you know it's 2012 they're all coming back together and they're doing these tours and it's kind of the the year of the reunion and i think of you know the other question is you know mineral and i keep going i keep thinking hey look at the differences in the bands that you've done and yes they're rock bands but you know glory record was this like epic and like sonic space and zookeeper i think of more you know indie and it's like some people just it's like that's what I did then and it would be kind of weird and I think you I think you've kind of looking past and it's it's like that was that time, that's what happened, I'm I'm doing this now. Um is is that how you've always felt? Because um, things each each kind of band has been so different from each other. Everyone's asking about a reunion, but it's like you've you've moved on and it's like the this whole thing of yes, there's so many reunions, but then it's like that was a time and place and I've moved on. I'm older. You know, I have all these things yeah. going on. Yeah, it's not, uh hasn't been thought about, but uh, 
I don't think it's anything that's been uh, discussed seriously. I think it's um, it would be now would be the time, right? It would be like strike while the iron's hot. That's what you know proponents would say. Uh, but uh, it just doesn't to me. It doesn't seem doesn't seem like that would be interesting or inspiring. Uh, or my feelings about the other people in mineral is equivalent to my feelings about you know the girl in high school or something. It's it was much bigger than that, but but you know what I mean. It's like uh, so long ago, and people changed so much. Yeah, yeah. It's the it's like the the uh, I do the DJ night here, and um, there's people that come, and it's like they're kind of all our same age, and there's maybe some young people, and there's but it's like this this is whatever that three or four year period that was it, and that's what you're sort of most comfortable with and and connecting to and i feel like you know you kind of go back and listen to it and then you go back to your real life <laughs> it's like yeah. we both get go back to our jobs and um and i think you know for you to kind of yeah i mean it is if if there was a time it would definitely be now um exactly. with, with all these bands doing it um, yeah i mean i don't know maybe this emo like a uh, reunion uh sort of trend will will carry will carry on. Maybe all these bands will just be back permanently and it will just all build up again. You never know. Yeah. Have you have you heard I mean some of the, the kind of new generation of these bands that have sort of not consciously done it, but they've they cite definitely that mid nineties sound. Like who would we be talking about? Um, there's this label Top Shelf Records that has a bunch of bands. Um there's Count Your Lucky Stars um, yeah, I know. I know Keith and the Count Your Lucky Stars people. Oh yeah, um, there, there's a photo I think with with all with a couple of those guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We played a party of his um, and uh, Bob from Braid with his uh, lady friends band played as well. Oh, cool. Um, so we were all together for that picture. But um, I don't really listen to like the bands on Count Your Lucky Stars, but but I love Keith. Cool. And I love, he just seems like such a sweet guy, and I love what they're doing. They're doing now what we were doing back then, you know. It seems like there's still, I see a guy like Keith on a label like that, and the fact that every time he comes through Austin, like, a ton of people show up at these shows, you know. Yeah. And they're all just DIY shows, like, not at any place I would expect you would play, you know. And then I go, and there's all these people there, and I'm like, it's great. There's still this scene that, like, it's there still, you know. Yeah, I, I think that's the best answer because that's what I was so excited about. I mean, they're doing the doing the doing the website. There'd be bands that would email me and say, "Oh, hey, I sound like this. I'm I I kind of want to sound like these bands." And it at first it was when I first did the site, it was a lot of bands wanting to sound like a Fallout Boy or My Chemical Romance. And then it kind of turned, and it was like, "I want to sound like The Promise Ring." And now okay. it's like all these bands from Europe. And in Russia, I've been reached out by bands from Russia that are sounding like this. And okay, yeah. And it's sort of it, it's I, I mean, like Count Your Lucky Stars, like Top Shelf. I'm sure there's a bunch of other bands that it seems like they've taken it back a little bit. And and it is the DIY show. It is you need to find out about it. It isn't you know anywhere on the radio. And I think kids always want that. Um, yeah. And it just it, I'm actually really excited about it. I like love hearing you know there's this band from new jersey called gates um that are amazing and they're totally like you know um mogwai but like you know a little sunny day but just it just it kind of envelops all these things that it would have come out back then and been totally cool and now it sounds like newer but it 
I don't know. It just it's it's great to kind of see that cycle happen. Um, yeah, for sure. It, it it's it's so easy to forget like how long ago things were. You know. Yeah. I mean that's that's been a long time ago now, and things do. Yeah. And then, um, you know, you're, I think a few people have joked um, with me on Twitter and a few people have emailed me in and said, you know, that 3, 4, and 6, 8 time, like, you definitely brought that sort of time signature <laughs> to that scene. Like, what was, was that, was that conscious or was it just kind of how you wrote? I guess it's just how I wrote. Uh, it's funny, though, because it still happens so often. Like, when I'll be writing a song, I'll just, like, I won't even think about it, you know, and as soon as I get done, I'm like, is that in three again or six? I'm like, ah, it is. It's just like I don't even think about it. It's unconscious, you know? Yeah. The, I, guess I, I guess I like it. <laughs> the bass player in the band I was in in college, each song I started was 6-8, and he was just like, Tom, can you just please, you know? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. sorry, can't do it. Um, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I just think the, I think that's great that you're sort of, you know, there's some bands on those labels that I listened to and some that I didn't. And it's just great to hear that and to think that that little part, that one little time frame um, was so in, in, influential. And um, I don't know, just your your take on it one more time of just like, was it, did you, did you feel that? Did you, did, would you think, you know, whatever, I don't even know how long it's been, 15 years, you would be sitting there with, you know, 15 month old twins talking about it still, or would you think it would have just been, Oh wow. We put out a couple records on crank and that was it. Yeah. No, I don't know. I guess I always hoped people would still be talking about me because I hoped I would still be playing music, you know? Uh, but I know, yeah, like the, the the mineral is is phenomenal. It's, uh, and it does seem to have grown, you know, even lately, uh, which is cool. Like we, you know, believe it or not, we did not play to a lot of people when we were around. You know, we played amazing, awesome, fun shows everywhere, and lots of people there. So it's cool now to see like the response. The response is so much bigger than the thing itself was at the time. You know. Yeah, and I feel like that was with refused. Um the same thing yeah. kind of happened. Like they went away. It was like all these bands started in, you know, were stoked on the shape of punk to come. And then they came back and got to play all these shows and kind of feel like, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah. A friend had sent me a, a, a VHS tape and it had all these live shows. And one of them was an acoustic show that you did in a dorm room. Yeah. It was in, uh, it Towson university in, uh, Baltimore. It was on uh, uh, one of our last tours. It was like we were the Get Up Kids. And they, uh, it was some friend of theirs that we stayed with in his dorm. And they talked to one night playing some acoustic songs in like the living room, you know? Yeah. I actually, the, the, the friend had the video and I, I posted it um, as like, a, hey, everybody, I don't, and no one's ever seen this. The reaction was amazing. Um, and people... That's cool. I should check it out. I, I haven't even seen it. But when I heard about it, I said, yeah, I remember that, you know. Yeah. Well, it's not like we did that a lot, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, that I was the that only... one time we we played acoustic in some guy's apartment and we filmed it, you know. Yeah, I will uh, I will send you the link. I think a lot of people would be uh stoked that you saw it cuz they were, you know, it was people hadn't heard sort of cuz the songs kind of lend themselves to that. Um, yeah. a little bit. So. I, I mean, I always kind of wrote them that way at home, the ones that I started, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then brought them into the band and they sort of 
exploded into that mineral thing. You know? Yeah. Um, and I read something online that I was actually pretty stoked on. I've recently got into the frames and I've always kind of been in the swell season. And um, and uh, I didn't know Glenn Hansard knew about mineral. Yeah. Uh, well, we we hung out with him a bit. It was actually in the Gloria record days. Um, me and my friends used to be into like their first few records and then they kind of disappeared. And we were like, I wonder what happened to that band. And then some friend of mine told me one year at South by Southwest that their front man, Glenn Hansard, was playing solo at South by Southwest. And we were playing, so I already had like a wristband or whatever. So I went and checked it out and I was like, oh yeah, this guy's great. I love this guy. So we talked to him and at the time he was just playing solo. And then a few times later, he came over with his band, The Frames, again. And then a little while after that, he did a few Warrior record on one of our first solo. That's awesome. Hey, if you need an exciting new record to look forward to, Iodine Recordings, the Boston-based record label, is releasing the 30th anniversary edition of Quicksand's classic debut, Slip, on vinyl. This is the album's first time on vinyl in over a decade with completely remastered sound. This deluxe gatefold edition with Slipcase comes with a poster, a deluxe LP, and a 64-page hardcover book. The book chronicles the album's history and has commentary from Anthrax, Hole, Rise Against, Youth of Today, Papa Roach, and more. Experience this iconic post-hardcore record in a brand new way with the 30th anniversary edition of quicksand slip available for pre-order now and in stores on march 31st 2023 and since they returned in 2021 iodine recordings has released almost 20 albums to date from bands like stretch armstrong the darling fire one line drawing jerome's dream sulker fire and more head on over to iodinerecordings.com for more and follow them on instagram at iodine recordings yeah but i don't think he knew about mineral really until like he met us then, and oh, okay. he sort of he sort of found out about it, you know. Because him, I've seen him perform acoustic, and um, and I've seen him play at like Radio City, and it, it's it kind of lends itself, like it's it's very. I mean, I can tell why you're into it, and um, it's just such a heartfelt per performer. Yeah, yeah, I love. I think he's. Um, yeah, he's he was great, um, and I think with 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 Gloria Record. Was it was it your feeling to sort of do something completely different? Because I still think it sounds it just has more synthesizers and um, you know sort of an epic sound to it. Um, and I was lucky enough to see you guys a bunch um, on that tour on those tours. What was your sort of thinking a- around it and um, any kind of feelings? You know, leaving the other stuff where people yelling mineral songs, or was that not even yet? <laughs> Uh, well, that did happen occasionally, but it wasn't yeah. too bad. Um, yeah. yeah, for the most part, we just felt like we were doing our own thing, and we were just interested in finding out what our own thing was, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was sort of something that evolved over the course of the short career of that band as well, you know? Yeah. So what was sort of the, when you guys went from Crank to Arena Rock, um, you know, you guys, um, Paul was telling me you guys recorded Start Here by yourself. Um, yeah. And then kind of sign. That's kind of the Jimmy Eat World Bleed American route. <laughs> exactly. We were we were, <laughs> we were playing uh, that way ourselves for sure. Like, and they certainly had success doing that, you know. Yeah. Um, but we really just wanted to do. We knew we wanted to do something with a different label. Like we knew, and Crank was doing a lot less at the time, and it was like it was harder for them to like gear up financially for larger releases, you know. Um, so it's sort of like, we'll put it out, but I don't know like how much we can do with it, you know? 
Um, so it kind of felt like we on our own. decided to uh, actually make a record together because we felt like as that Genesis and like those five guys that ended up being on that second EP in the full length, uh, I felt like we were kind of coming to figure out like what we who we were as a band and the new material was was a little different. So we were definitely excited about recording it the way we wanted to and getting it sort of presented how we wanted it. But it was a it was a long, long process. It was not really very much fun a lot of the time, you know. Re- was it? Was, uh, how come? Why was it just because you were guys were stressed because you didn't know who was going to put it out? You put up all this money, or no, not that at all. It was just like it was really. I was really struggling with. Uh, I always struggled to come up with uh, vocals and lyrics. And uh, somehow, in Mineral and the Boy record, always left it as my last task. (laughs) (laughs) So often in the studio, I'm like, I'm not even really sure what I'm doing yet, you know? Yeah. Uh, So for me, it was always a little stressful. But I loved loved it. I loved, like, going to Nebraska to make that record and, like, immersing ourselves that way. Like, not just going to the studio and then going home every night, you know? we definitely had fun up there, but a lot of the work was uh, was kind of brutal for me. But it was just a real depressing time for me, and I think it shows as it is a, a fairly depressing record, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Why was it? Was it just there were so much <laughs> things going on, and I, I guess yeah, just age, you know, like yeah. social social anxiety. <laughs> yeah. We moved on from spiritual anxiety to social anxiety. <laughs> I, I didn't really know what. Uh, I really didn't feel like I knew who I was, you know. Uh, but I don't know that that ever settles. Yeah, I mean, did 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 it help when it when it came out? Did you feel like you you got out whatever you were feeling? That's how I feel whenever I sing or play a song. It's like whatever I'm feeling, it's it's coming out in that record or that song. Yeah, I definitely feel like we we got we got what we wanted and start here, you know, like. I might listen to it now and think like, oh, it'd be interesting if we tried this or that, you know, like, or have more ideas. Essentially, I think, yeah, that was definitely like a a real picture of a, a time for us. Yeah. Um, and then from that, what was sort of the, what did you feel sort of the ending for um, the Glory record was? Was it just... Um, you guys had done the records and touring and nothing kind of clicked or other things happened. What was, why did you guys stop that? It was, uh, people really, we had people who weren't necessarily excited about touring all the time. Some wanted to go back to school. Some, uh, wanted to move to other places. Um, so it was like this time where it was like, we have to like put another record out now and start touring for it, or if we're getting any sort of break, like something. You know? um, and I, we had started like with a second record worth of uh, material, a second full length, and had started recording all these musical pieces without me having any vocal or lyrical ideas. And I really struggled, like to the point of just couldn't come up with anything. Uh, I wasn't for whatever reason, connecting with the material or, like, feeling inspired to do something with it. And uh, so I proposed taking a uh, a year sabbatical or something and everyone just do whatever they want and we'll come back together in a year and see what happened. And 
some of the other guys were maybe into that idea, but like it just didn't, it wasn't something that people wanted to plan on, you know, uh, people wanted you to do something then or, or just sit down for a while, you know, and we've always talked about trying to finish, uh, some of that material. I think it's really interesting material. It's, it's still very bizarre to me and I'm not sure. <laughs> Has like, anyone heard it? it? Uh, musical, like close friends. Yeah. Like, little bits of it. It's just like all instrumental. Like there's hardly any guitars on it yet. It's like a lot of keyboards and bass and drums, but all those parts are like very orchestrated and worked out, you know? And there's a few songs where there's more guitar and like, but no songs with lyrics or vocals and, and there's some weird, you know, there's some weird stuff musically going on on it that's definitely a little further out there than start here. Yeah. Um, so it's always just like, I didn't know what it was going to be, you know. Um, but it would be a uh, which we've talked about, going back and trying to finish at least like six songs from the session or something and make a, uh, it's not like we had short songs, so it could be a, it could be a full-length record if we finished six pieces, you know. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, you so should we'll do a you should do a Kickstarter. Oh right, yeah. Should hold a sign on the corner. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Chris. I'm Chris from Mineral. Give me a dollar. No, I'm just kidding. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> is that is that just something that you guys? I mean, with with your with your music stuff. I mean, going into with Zookeeper. Is it is it something that you just want to keep moving forward? So each time you kind of look back and you're like, well, we could have done that, but I just want to move yeah. forward. Is that how it always it, is? That's how it always is, yeah. Ended uh, or stopped playing, you know. Um, but I still think that we like each other and like hanging out with each other. And uh, so I do think that there's certainly more hope for the idea of Glory Record, perhaps doing something someday, you know. Uh, but yeah, mostly it's just like I keep writing songs. So I'm like, this is what I want to work on, you know. Like, I'm going to have time to like devote to doing something creative like that's kind of where my energy goes yeah and with i mean i got to see zookeeper a couple times at you know south by and um i want to get into the you know the record and what's next and i just remember being at one of the shows and there was like two other people look just like me you know just as old as we were and you know there because of glory record or glory of, of mineral and like super huh? into it and is it is it one of those things where you have people coming up to you and saying the same thing over again? Is it something that is like you're you're cool with it, or is it like I would I would rather me just kind of fall into the wallpaper and not have it happen? No, no, uh, I'm definitely cool with it. You know, I uh, I just like I don't know. I can't explain like the changes that have occurred in me, like between Mineral and the Glory Record and now, uh, either personally or musically or creatively like spend my path or my journey um and i think it's good to see other people you know it's like oh i remember that guy that guy you know with that guy that used to come to mineral shows you know yeah and here he is rocking out a zookeeper show that's awesome you know yeah i think that's i think it's cool and i think people are, are relating to the records and it, and it's still kind of happens and people still find out about these records and um th i think there's something to that and i think you've definitely struck a nerve with a lot of people and i'm sure people have told you that but from number one the number one band that people have mentioned the entire time i've been doing this site and obviously being in the scene is is mineral and glory record 
Um, so I think that's that's definitely something um, that's badass that I think um, if you haven't been told that a million times, I'll just tell you one more. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I love, I love that. You know, like that's what any you know, musician or artist of any sort hopes for, you know, like get people respond to it. It, it connects with people in some way, you know, because it really, there's no way of gauging that, you know, like on the front end. Did you have a favorite song that you performed for Mineral? Uh, I always loved playing Parking Lot. Nice. It's like an anthem that was there. Yeah. Um, any Anyone from Gloria Record? <clears throat> Gloria Record, I loved playing uh, the title track uh, from Low and Traffic, which sort of evolved over the, <clears throat> the tours for Start Here. It kind of took on a bit of felt more. This was the start. Loves playing that. Loves playing, uh, actually, just the track from Start Here as well. Which was a little different. So I played bass on it and the rain from uh, <clears throat> Start Here as well. So it's uh, a different band arrangement on that. Uh, but I loved. Uh, yeah. Did you? Would you ever think of uh, doing a solo tour or no? Yeah, I have done. Uh, we went uh, right around the time the Zookeeper EP and record came out. Uh, went to Europe couple months and did a solo tour and just sort of bummed around um it was really fun it was not uh i'd like to do it now well i don't know if it'd be as feasible for me to do it now but i feel like better i feel like i have more uh, playing in that sort of setting you know than i did at the time at the time i really didn't didn't feel like i had like a style of playing for that worked for solo performances but but the shows were good it was just like you would be on these bills with you know sandwiched between two like screaming punk rock bands you know and then go up there and play like you know like a lot of times the zookeeper songs are pretty simple you know as far as my parts a lot of what goes on around that is what's more complex maybe you know yeah and then what's what's kind of next with with Zookeeper? Are you is there I I is there another record coming? Are you guys going to be doing a tour? Obviously with with two twin or twins, not two twins. That's that's four uh, twins. Um, uh, that might be on hold for a little bit. But what's kind of next for you? I mean, I think the main other other than people saying we want to have Mineral and Gloria record play a show, it's please make more music. Just in general. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I see the most. Like in communication from anyone, emails or stuff like Facebook. Um, I think uh, what's I've been writing music for a while. Uh, you know, this I, I also leave a wake of material in my uh, which is only unfinished hasn't been finished. Uh, of zookeeper material uh Started and not finished. Uh, like separate batches of material feeling belong together. And there's a record I'm working on that I'm uh, just started writing like maybe halfway into. So I'm always working on something, and I think someday like everything else is going to catch up, and a lot of things are going to be out in the world, and people are going to say, "Oh, this is what this guy's been doing." You know? <laughs> so you're saying but, you have a treasure trove of stuff. 
<laughs> I'm just saying I have a, a lot of material that could potentially be finished and released, you know. Nice. Uh, so, and and that I do, you know, indeed, actually, although it may not seem like it, have the intention of doing that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I will be your manager, and I will remind you every Monday. How about that? No, I'm just okay. kidding. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, Monday. <laughs> There's Tom's email reminding me to rec- to record that stuff. I've just started recording some of this new stuff. I've been writing uh, for Zookeeper, been... or for just like a different thing. Well, uh, I considered Zookeeper because I, I basically decided or whatever I do, Zookeeper. It's just me. Uh, I, uh, to me, playing all the instruments myself. Oh, nice. And uh, I do it back then, and I would never want to share the results of what happened back then. Learned a few things since then. I admit it's much more. You know. So, anyways, uh, recording some new songs. So okay. I'm just kind of playing everything myself on a little eight track. Nice. Um, and then, I mean, is there is there obviously a tour coming up for you guys, or what sort? What do you kind of see you doing in like the next five years? Obviously, your your children will be older. Um, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> other than that, I'd like, like to get them out as soon as possible. And then, <laughs> uh, just, uh, I definitely don't think I'm done touring. I love touring, but because I love to watch. Well, I think definitely, um, you know, everyone's excited to. Uh, you know, hear whatever you got, you know, have coming out, and if it's Zookeeper... I'll send from... you, hey, I'll send you some, uh, like, new demos you could put up with the podcast or something. That would be amazing. That would be 100% amazing. Uh, like, making vocal things that I've been doing on a little computer at the house. That would be amazing. Before going to studios, you know? That would be amazing, Yeah. Um, I think everyone would dig that, and I think just the you know the the clientele of the website is you know definitely they are ev- evangelists, and we're kind of um, super excited that you know this was going down, and um, you know I would I would love you know if there's stuff that's going on and um, you know you're looking for a sounding board, I mean this community, and and we'd love to help. Um, and really think about the Kickstarter. I, um, Josh from Anniversary started one for his re- last record, um, uh-huh. and it worked out great. I mean, it was the little, you know, it was sort of a little extra cash to kind of go into a studio and uh, make some changes to stuff. And um, I think that might be a really cool idea. Cool. Well, yeah. Well, uh, it's great to talk to you, man. Thanks for calling up and uh, chatting. I love the idea of what you're doing. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, it's a, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Sorry we had all the technical difficulties. Mm. Um, I'm going to blame uh, AT&T on that one. Okay. Um, <laughs> Me too, because that's who I have too. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, Chris, thanks so much for uh, chatting, and uh, you know, hopefully maybe we can catch up um, at, at some point down the road as well. I'll send you some track. All right, great. Thanks so much, Chris. Right. Thanks, Tom. Bye. Don't 
Your senses are too all day long. 